back. My mic is on now. <laughs> yeah. This happened again. Like, this happened last time. Damn it, you can't silence me. <laughs> this is internet censorship. Yep. At Menendez Pod, man. Uh, episode 65. Can we think of a famous 65? Eric, Eric Carlson. That's it. That, yeah, that's all I, I have. Can't, I can't really think of anything. We're not good at this. We're not looking it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the main purpose. We're yeah. <laughs> just throwing it out. Uh, yeah, because once it gets to 100, it doesn't make sense. So once we get to episode 69, I know, already know when I'm going to title that episode. So <laughs> don't be surprised when it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how's it been? It's been good. Um, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. If you celebrate Christmas, uh, happy Kwanzaa. I think today's Kwanzaa. What's the day before um, Christmas Eve? Festivus? Yeah, what is that? That is from Seinfeld. It is a made-up holiday. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which George Costanza's father brings out a metal pole. Yeah. And they have wrestling and airing of the grievances (laughs) where he just talks shit about everyone that wronged him. It's. I only found that out from this older group of like hockey guys that I play hockey with, like pick up hockey now with. Oh yeah. So they're in their f- mid forties, late forties. So yeah, I guess Seinfeld kind of fits in, in into their timeline. It does, although I, I like Seinfeld too. So I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm younger than those guys, but maybe I shouldn't have spoiled it for you since you thought it was a real holiday. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is is this another new holiday? That, I, you know, that I, came up. I kind of love the fact that it came into such mainstream popularity. To the point where, like, it's outranking real holidays. Like, that's I don't think anyone really knows what Kwanzaa is. But I saw some tweets from, like, Kamala Harris and Biden talking about Kwanzaa. I'm like, is Kwanzaa even real? I thought it was just a joke. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But it's kind of interesting you thought Kwanzaa was the joke and you thought Festivus was the real holiday. So. That's true. <laughs> that is. Uh, Kwanzaa's probably, like, Jamaican-related, right? That's I think what it's I African. It, African? No, it's definitely African, but I, I honestly don't know a ton about, about it. But I don't think really even acknowledge it in Canada. You know what? Like, I didn't... I, I, have you ever seen this clip about... Um, who's that guy with the Noah... Uh, the guy with the late-night show? Noah... Uh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah? Yes. He, he's been getting into, like, you know... You know, getting into a couple of dog shit by you know stating his uh feelings and opinion yeah a guy coming from south africa and about this vaccine mm-hmm. and with with you know pfizer and moderna pushing talking about like potentially needing for the fourth vaccine or like uh and also t- COVID sticking around t- till 2024 yeah like he's he's out there in one of the only like uh mainstream media outlets questioning you know should we be taking the advice of like a Pfizer CEO. Like, yeah. I feel like there is obviously a conflict of interest at this point. Um, and then he also had another one where it's like, he was, I think on BBC there, he was saying, you know, like African, like actual Africans and North American black people. They're not the same type of black people. Yeah. I think he's right. He's right on both counts. Um, you know, he's a half black, half white, person born in south africa i have to pull that up yes yeah thank you joe (laughs) um yeah he's half white half black born in south africa during apartheid so you know he's got a lot of knowledge on that uh he's spitting facts right now but i think the one thing he has to be careful of is the people who control hollywood i'm not going to say who yeah right (laughs) 
they're going to pull him so quickly. Like, his career is in, in danger if he keeps talking like this. But believe me, because, like, all of the... I don't know. I feel like if a white man says this, people will, will grin and bear it. You think A black so? man says this. Like, look at the... You know, shifting into a tangent, and we'll get back to the Trevor Noah. So just make sure we don't forget that. Put a pin in that. Okay. We usually go on tangents, we don't go back. But the, all the controversy about like Dave Chappelle and his specials or whatever, like people trying to going out with the pitchforks and the torches trying to cancel him. Yep. Like people like Kinnison or like uh, Andrew Dice Clay or whatever, they were worse. Yeah. In like the nineties. Yeah. Whatever. No one came out with those pitchforks. Obviously, it's a different time. They also, yeah, those right. people don't have no Twitter accounts to have their their mini protests. Right, mini protests, people protesting that didn't even watch the special. It's just, uh, they got to watch out for this vilification. Yeah. Right, because he will be, like, snuffed out of Hollywood so quickly. I mean, look at Wesley Snipes, all right? Yeah. When was the last time you saw Wesley Snipes? I wish I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he was in that new Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah, The Coming to America 2, I think. Yeah. Or 3. I forget which one it is. I've never even watched yeah. the first one. It's pretty funny. You should watch it. Well, you're a black person, so obviously you watch well, the first what one. What is that supposed to mean? I was Asian, man. How it's, was I going to find a black film it, when I was in bro, well, seven years old? Bro, it's not even like it's Tyler Perry or something. <laughs> it's like a mainstream film. Yeah, but like when you're a kid, it's just like you're exposed to like all this uh, Asian media now. Imagine if you were grow- growing up, you know, in the 90s at that time, you wouldn't be exposed to like Korean, you know, the I, pop stuff. I, like I, your, your parents I mean, not bringing in that love stuff. K-pop. <laughs> I know you do love K-pop. You actually probably know more K-pop than I do. Um, but yeah, like in the 90s, there's no way. Like, Especially with cable TV. You know, there's only like one TV in the entire household. Yeah, we had two. I mean, we were privileged, right? We were black privileged. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's. I, I did not watch anything outside of like Asian channels growing up. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're glad we established that. Back to Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. See, I remember this time. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has to be careful about all he's saying, but I think he is right, like, in principle. Yeah. Like, I think we will need more doses, right? Because um, as we discussed before the podcast, the virus is getting more transmissible. Uh, anecdotally speaking, I guess from some of the studies that have come out, um, it's less potent, um, so symptoms are less severe. Yep. Hospitalizations are not quite there yet. I can foresee maybe one more shot, right? Yeah. When you think about the timeline. You mean one more that the government would issue versus like, you know how the oh, flu shot, yes. did you get your flu shot? True. When true. was the last time you got your flu shot? Never right? in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure, actually. I think now that they've got us on this programming, yeah. Right now, I'm starting to start starting to sound crazy. Right? <laughs> You're working that conspiracy theory in your mind. Hey, Chris right Kai got banned from Instagram. All right, there's a void. There's a power struggle right now, and I can take his place. Um. Yeah, they got us now mentally programmed to seek out this vaccine. I think I was talking to you guys early in the week. How like I was just on the computer refreshing like crazy, trying to get my yeah my vaccine slot, right? Yep. Because even though we haven't really been able to get back to a normal life, you know, we have fits and, uh, you know, starts and stops of, of a normal life. Yep. I still want that promise, right? So I'm still going to go out and get that vaccine and then hope that it protects me and lowers the numbers. Everyone does their part. And then 
we don't have to deal with this again. But like yeah. every winter, it's the same, the same song and dance, right? Have you ever considered maybe if you've ever felt bad the last like month that you could have gotten to Omicron too? But like asymptomatic. Like asymptomatic or something so little. Because right now, say if you have like a bit of a sore throat, you're not rushing straight up to go test, right? Definitely not. Yeah. I think we talked about the, the only time I got tested was when I strained my chest while I was doing yard ER work. And I'm like, <laughs> I have shortness of breath. I get tested. Yeah. I feel like everyone was doing it at that time. Yeah. Now no one is really doing that. I don't think anyone's really overreacting and jumping to get tested. Well, that's what like they've been saying lately because they... The labs can't handle the capacity of tests, right? So they're like saying, like, oh, I think Manitoba, their premier was just, or whoever is in charge of the COVID, basically told them, hey, if you have symptoms, just assume at this point you got the Omicron mm-hmm. and you have to go and like self quarantine for like 10 days and just let it pass. Like, there's no point in getting yourself like tested. Because yeah. I guess it's the holiday seasons too. People were getting tested. And then, you know, using like the two day gap and just being like, I just went and got tested, went home, stayed yeah. home for two days. I know I'm good. So I can come over or go over to their parents' house oh. or whoever they want to go to. So they're using that as a rapid test. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of clever. So they're doing it that way. Right. So they're saying like, it's pretty much like flooding the entire t- lab. Mm-hmm. So they can't even handle the cases. So, um, but yeah, like at this point, it's just like, you kind of know your own body, I guess. Yeah, I know um, the sickest I've been in the last several years has been after my second shot. I had a fever for like 30 hours. Yeah. And other than that, I've been mostly fine for over two years, maybe three or four years. Like, I've just been good. Yeah, I have Which to been say, yeah. Part of this whole madness, myself personally, from a physical perspective, I felt great. <laughs> from a mental perspective i'm falling apart but that is fine because my body is feeling good so yeah can't have it all right <laughs> it's like buying a house you know the exterior might be beautiful but like the interior is falling apart what are you trying to say <laughs> still worth a million bucks yes oh, just a million please <laughs> <laughs> anyway. but um but yeah. i have to say i like knocking on wood yes i like sarah can attest to this like Grow in high school, I used to get sick all the time. Like it's a it's a given. Every single like winter, I'm gonna get fever somewhere along the way. Yeah. Um. Even up until like I got my wisdom teeth like taken out, I was getting sick like every single every single year. I was, I'm gonna get a fever, and I know the symptoms like right away. Mm-hmm. My head, my body feels weak, like a sore. I uh, I don't know if you do this, but like for me to test. I like pretty much shake my head really, uh, really quick yeah. to see if my head hurts. I if it hurts, that's I'm like fuck. That's a fever I've coming. I've never in. heard of that. But well, that's that's just like shit that I can feel. Right, giving like, yourself a concussion. <laughs> well, it's just shaking it quickly, right? Yeah. Just like I know, like if I shake it quickly and kind of there's like a bit of a headache going on, yeah. then I'm like for sure, uh, fever's coming. But I haven't ever since I listened to Joe Rogan. Oh boy. <laughs> it's funny having to throw it in there. Yeah. Um, but no, no, like, you know how they always talk about getting, you know, your gut bacteria mm-hmm. up and running, like drinking more kombucha and having kimchi and stuff like, and taking your, your fish oils, your omegas, or your mm-hmm. vitamin Ds. So I've been doing all those. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, you know, anecdotal example is it works for me. Yeah. I do all that pretty much. I take daily probiotics, yogurt, kimchi on the regular, yeah, o- omega threes, uh, cod, liver oil yeah it's all 
part <laughs> you of, spend half your paycheck <laughs> on <laughs> pills i have the pill reminder <laughs> sitting right here within view so i remember to take all my pills vitamin c Shit. supplement <laughs> multivitamin god damn that's a lot of things it all works it's like i take do you take the shroom tech still i take um yeah the lion's mane powder yeah, yeah. so i take probably six pills a day plus like all the powder <laughs> yeah i went i got like extra vitamin d drops just to add in on into my like um fish oil because i'm like man only 1000 i use it's not enough yeah. i gotta boost it up by another thousand <laughs> i'm wondering if all this is a placebo but like this is no you know double blind laboratory controlled test this is just throwing every single thing into your body <laughs> yeah. and seeing what seeing what makes you feel better hey you know what it works it works so what i'm saying is just like even if you get something like a sore throat, you're not thinking like right away at this point in time anyways, after almost two years, close to yeah. two years uh, of us experiencing COVID. Obviously, yeah. COVID's been around more than two years in Asia. Um, you know, there's not much of a panic. I know like there's specific places like my kids, daycare, they're very like, which I get is important, which is like, if you have these symptoms, they cut back on a couple of them or a couple of them just because it's common sense now. Like it's... It's winter. You're going to have a runny nose if you mm-hmm. come in from the uh, outside. So like a cough or whatever, you know, check your temperature. Uh, they do that. Yeah. But, you know, every single time I feel like something's hot and I touch and I check the temperature, I'm like, I, it's actually much lower than yeah. I thought. I guess that one degree or two degrees is like really extreme in your internally. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Um just got to, I want to say, just got to live your life because then I'm sounding like Chris Guy again. But <laughs> there are certain things that I have to do in order to, you know, just live, right? In terms of like mental fitness, physical fitness. You know, I go to the gym on a regular basis, right? Try to get energy for the next day, feel good, feel strong or whatever. That gym is like a danger zone for COVID. Oh, yeah. I can, like, from the moment you walk in there, you got to get that scan on your QR code. Yeah. You can't align it to the tablet. So the guy takes your phone and like, <laughs> like this guy's hands are all over my phone now. Great. Yeah. Like scans it, go into the dressing room, you know, you got to touch all the lockers and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm not washing my hands after every step. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I think you probably should. People's masks are off. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently like you can't walk around, you know, COVID will only stick to, you know, stay with you or yes. it does not exist when you work out. Because you can't walk around at the gym without your mask on, but you can take off your mask when you're when you reach your destination, like the workout bench. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I think the whole gym is probably full of COVID. You know, hey, you on got... the bright side, people go to the gym to stay fit, so at least yeah. you won't have like crazy fat people. Well, there's still fat people, but I don't see that many of them. Well, I work out at night, so I don't see that many of them. Yeah, they're probably at they're the, the probably... Late, late late night menu. <laughs> yeah, they're probably on their couch. You know. <laughs> Destroying some munchies. Yeah. Um, I think the other day, some dude asked me to spot him. Against my better judgment, I helped him. Like, <laughs> when you spot, so, all like, so when you spot other people, right? Like, I spotted my friends at, at the gym or whatever. Like, it's a normal spotting. So, you know, if they need help, you you help them or whatever. But they're not, like, straining themselves, going crazy. This one, dude, this guy was, like, blowing air out, like, the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to get, if this guy has COVID, I have COVID for sure. Like times five, yeah. like blowing directly into you my might face. as well go and make out with him at that point. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and after that, I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. Cool. And then like, I went to the other side of the gym. I'm like, yeah. Please don't ask me ever again. 
Only lift what you can lift, guys. Who the fuck is like asking for spotters during? I shouldn't COVID have done times? it. I, I shouldn't have done it. But I didn't know he was gonna like. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know he was gonna exhale so much. I've actually never <laughs> asked for someone to spot me. Yeah, that, that I don't know of. Like if I went to work out with in the past of like Michael or Wilson, now like, hey, can you guys spot me? But like you said, lift what you can lift, right? Don't who who are you like being a superhero to like at this point doing like multiple plates of 45s yeah but i had to like slightly help him get the bar back up right but like yeah that's 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 crazy yeah yeah that's um shame on me i shouldn't have done it i should (laughs) have just said no i like how it's like replaying in your head you're like shit (laughs) everything that i should have not done i did yeah i should just made myself scarce i should have pretended i couldn't hear him anything yeah But I'm, I've been good since. So I don't think I got infected. So yeah, or you could be asymptomatic because you got be. vaccine, vaccinated. So yeah. Well, well, I mean, better hope not. Um, <laughs> well, I'm vaccinated too. So mm. you know, we're under ten. So Omicron does not exist under, te- under numbers 10 of people. ten. <laughs> if I count all my split personalities, maybe we're in trouble. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. I wanted to say, like, I didn't want to start off with any COVID talk. But anyways, this COVID talk was pretty, you know, there was jokes. You got to keep it light, right? <laughs> I mean, we initially started not wanting to talk about it when we when this first came out and we were doing the remote cast. We didn't want to mention it. You can't avoid it now, but, you know, we can move past it. Um, something I want to talk about. Something that just, you know, maybe pissed off. All right. Hit me. Like, we all know it's a tough time of year. You know, people need their money or whatever. There's no bigger enemy to me than someone that gets between me and my own money. <laughs> All right? I don't, I don't care who it is, what your story is. These people who approve expenses in the office. Yeah. I've been having so much trouble with this one lady in, in the UK that approves the expenses. I just wish there was another way to go around her. Like, I, I know I'm calling someone out on a personal rant that will never listen to this and yeah. no one knows who it is. I'm just, I don't know, every time I get pissed. So my office gave us budget to buy a bunch of home office equipment, yeah. right? Up to $400 Canadian. There was no other rules. There was just the office leader sent out the email. Like, cool. That's right. So sick. I went, I went and bought a bunch of stuff. I bought like, you know, a few different things. Uh, and then when I submitted the expense, you know, it turns out that there was a set budget for different things that I could buy. Yeah. Up to $400. Okay. I got fucking screwed. But not so much, but like, for example, I could only expense, I believe, like $107 on a chair. $107. I'm like, what fucking chair can you buy Yeah. for $107? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I went and bought myself an ergonomic chair, mm-hmm. like one of those mesh chairs. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty nice. But I could only get like, a little more than half of it paid for. Yeah. Right? Because they, they wouldn't they wouldn't pay for the rest. Like I bought a keyboard set, nice ergonomic keyboard set for like sixty bucks plus tax. Yeah. It turns out the max was nineteen dollars. What the fuck? You are can't you buy anything for nineteen. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't even buy the you most buy basic the most basic Walmart keyboard. You can't buy it. Yeah. I was just I just questioned the logic on that. Yeah. I questioned the lady who approves the expenses. And I'm not saying it was her, her fault. I questioned her. Oh, wait. You so know, she turned back and she actually rejected it? She, reje- she rejected it. I had to resubmit only the approved amount. Yeah. I just said, none of this was mentioned, you know, but I got all these snarky responses. She copied my manager. On yeah. it. I'm just like, all right, all right, bitch, you win. You win this one round. <laughs> then it came time to have a holiday 
lunch. So I had a virtual lunch with the Toronto team. Yeah. We got to expense. Uh, I even asked the, the, the main guy, I'm like, how much can we expense? It's like around $50 you know, dollars yeah, for like yeah. a lunch or whatever. Cool. Why don't they just send out like an Uber gift certificate for you guys? So like, Fuck, they could have, but they're not that, they're not that smart. Okay. But like, I submit that and then she copies my manager again, right? And then she's like, you know, the approved amount is like up to 35 British pounds, which is about 50 US, 50 uh, Canadian dollars. Yeah. And I went like slightly above that. Yeah. I'm like, just fine. Just give me the money that yeah, the max. is the max approved. Like, just do it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you used the wrong project code, but I can correct it for you. And like, just so you know, I sent out a note in the team's channel about a month ago Yo. talking about this. I'm like, you should champion a concur project where you automate this process. Where and I automate should... her out of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to do, man. Buddy, like... There's no need to bring my manager into it every single time. Yeah. So what did your manager I look say? like I didn't say anything. I look yeah. like a money grabbing bastard, which for the most part I am. <laughs> I'm in it for myself. I, I, I admit it. But man, it's just overkill. Like, who was looking through a team's channel for a month back to find it? I was going to ask her, have you ever tried to search teams when you missed the initial message? Yeah. Did you try to find it? Why don't you search for it? <laughs> yeah. Right? I, I don't know. I'm so used to being able to just. My days at my previous employer, yeah. when we would go to, like, Chicago, yeah. like, pull up to, like, two or three bars plus dinner, yeah. and I'm paying for myself and my associates, mm-hmm. and just submit that bill, and then everything gets approved. You don't got to worry about it. Yeah. And then this is, like, tight wad on everything. $19 for, $19 for a keyboard. Yeah. Why even give out that $400? You can't even buy a keyboard. You can't even buy, like, man, you can't even buy that mouse with the ball. <laughs> you know, old school mouse. Yeah, old school. buy that. Yeah, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. But man, tough. Times someone, at your company, someone, yo. someone who gets in between. They know you need that money. Yeah, right. They know they are the only person standing in between. Uh, dude, they can just let it slide. Honestly, most admin people are cool. Um, that I've met. Again, cool and being, you know, effective at their job. Completely two different things. Um, For sure. I understand it, but people guarding that money as if it's their own money is ridiculous. So now the approved budget that I have to spend on office equipment, I can spend a certain amount on a, the largest amounts are for a desk and for a monitor, which I don't need. But guess yeah. what? I'm fucking buying that. I'm buying that merchandise yeah. for the, up to the max amount and yeah. I'm going to expense it and make them pay for it. Dude, Cause here, this is what, what you do. You buy it, get your money and you return it. Yo, I'm not going to say. But I actually did part of that because like I bought the chair yeah. and then the price went down and then I got a price reduction. doesn't matter because they didn't pay for the whole amount anyways. But that's what I would totally do. Yeah. Because how would they ever know? How, how can they ever go and like prove that you didn't return it, right? Yeah. So it's kind of money, free money. Get, get your money, bitch. That, that's, that might be what I do. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> that's, that's just a minor way of getting money. Dude. Like you say, gatekeeping money. You know, I approve like invoices and stuff nowadays, mm-hmm. and I used to be, you know, fighting back on fees against like service providers. And I'm thinking, why am I doing all this shit? Yeah. You know, people don't care. Companies don't care. You know, they save like 50 bucks an hour. They don't care. Grand scheme of things. It's, it's crazy. They don't, they don't care. Yet, this person is flexing their power, thinking they're so important. That gives me these retail manager vibes, right? Like you worked in retail. Like you worked in, in grocery. Yeah. I worked in retail. Like, 
them power tripping over the smallest things. Yeah. I, I just don't I just don't understand it. I just don't understand the logic. And I still have something to expense with them, like a major purchase. Yeah. Because they gave me they gave budget to buy like tickets to an event, which I I wanted to do. Now I can't really do, you know, because yeah, of the yeah. whole restrictions. Well, you right? can still get it. It'd just be half the crowd. Right. I I gotta think about it. But I dread having to submit that and then have to go through that again. I guarantee it. When I leave this company, I'm gonna be flipping the middle finger off at a bunch of people <laughs> when I go she's going to be number one and the last person that I flip off <laughs> you got to flip her off twice virtually <laughs> that's crazy man like this flip off is not approved <laughs> we only approve one of the flip offs right. yeah man it's too bad I've been there multiple times funny how the table has switched yeah I don't know I'm used to more being more free I guess you know, working for a corporation, they kind of <laughs> lock down on you. But what can you do? I know where I, I know where I don't want to be. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, could be worse. At least you, you have a job. So, but then again, everyone's getting hired out there apparently. Yeah, and, and making decent money makes yeah. you want to kind of do it. But like, fuck it. Like you said, enjoy that freedom. I'm gonna enjoy it until it doesn't last anymore. Yeah, oh well, for sure. But yeah, just wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah. Well, at least you don't have to see her in the metaverse. No, I don't. I don't I'm not sure what would happen. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm not going to say. Well, you could physically harm uh, her, apparently. Oh, it's virtually harm her. Let's just say that. Yeah, which, which I would not do. do not, and I do not <laughs> condone. Yeah. Hey, this metaverse thing has been picking up in Steam. I see a lot of push for it now. You know, a year or two ago, you'd you didn't really hear too much about it. Mm-hmm. You kind of hear it in the background, you know, VR and VR sets going to be the next thing. But most recently it seems like it's going to be here within the next two years, even sooner or faster. If yeah. Facebook can have it or Mark Zuckerberg can have it. People are still figuring it out. Right. And it seems to be the next hot popular thing for people to do or for companies to do, uh, for companies to get involved with. Well, they can hop in because yeah. like right now with the COVID thing and people working from home, this is like the technology that they can use or they're advertising it as a bridge between physically being there yeah. or being as close as physically being there and interacting with people. But dude, I don't know if you've seen any of the promo videos for this or any of the, um, you know, the, um, the trials that people have done on TV. I think there's been some news uh, videos about it. It's horrible. Like, yeah. it's like um, Nintendo Wii, but... You are now the Wii character, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sitting here talking to you, and I see you, you're a cartoon, and I'm a cartoon, and we're talking to each other. Yeah. And it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense how that yeah, like, improves where's, anything. Like, where's, how does, the, where's the facial scan, right? Like, if you're frowning, yeah. and how you're, t- how you're speaking to yourself. I think they do that a bit, but like to me, it just doesn't seem like a necessary thing. It doesn't seem real to me. It doesn't seem any more real. Like, what's the point, right? Yeah, what's the point? We're sitting at the table. This say, this table is a virtual table. We have a background or whatever, and we're sitting there, and we can see each other's hands moving. I don't, I don't get the point of that. Like, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like fun. And I think companies think this is like, oh, everyone's gonna love it. We're gamifying everything. Yeah, like we're making it so fun for this next generation. Maybe I'm out of touch. Maybe I'm a little bit too old. Yeah, I just finished reading this book called like Amusing Ourselves to Death. 
and it's just talking about this is a book that's much older right like you know like um they talk about like orwell you know 1984 like not as old as that but hmm. it was still in the 80s somewhere around there where like television the internet obviously has not come in yet because like the book doesn't really talk too much about it but it's just talking about how like television has p- pretty much like made everything an entertainment mm-hmm. like our news our politics our like sports everything that you you consume mm-hmm. that you think you're actually mm-hmm. consuming and you're actually getting knowledge mm-hmm. is actually an entertainment piece where like now i'm looking at everything it's like yeah it's true it's like now this like the quotation like now this like if you're watching a news network or like a say like 10 p.m national yeah. news they'll always hit you with like some hardcore you know depressing ass shit and yeah. then they'll flip it to like a local happy happy news yeah thing. like so, now this like that's exactly what john oliver does on his satire program yeah right yeah so but that like you said satire it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like entertainment mm-hmm. uh funny enough it's like he does these segments that are 22 minutes rants yeah even though it's like a lot of it's jokes yeah but it's actually <laughs> and then he has to go to a lighter one even, yeah like even lighter like one minute segment right yeah 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 so you know, when you say gamification <clears throat> gamification like how much more entertainment do like younger people need like to, to keep their attention yeah that, that you know it's I, like you got youtube where p- pretty much you pick your own <clears throat> it's an a la carte all you can eat yeah like you know entertainment at that point where i sometimes sit there i'm like i've never thought about anything in this region but you know what now i'm just gonna know about it yeah and that's it i just know about it i don't know nothing in depth about it yeah i'm not even sure i think it feels like these decisions are being made by old people about young people here's what young people really are gonna like we're gonna love this let's yeah. let's let's push this we had this um conference or whatever their town hall or whatever you want to call it um where they had this platform i forget what it was called but it's like a virtual i guess you can call it a carnival or whatever yeah. where it's like okay there's different stations yeah and there's different presentations going on and you have your character and you can actually click on one of the the, the venues right yep. Like your character can either walk from the main area and you walk to like the venue yeah. and you click on the screen and you're sitting there and you can actually watch the screen yeah. and the presenter's up there presenting and then you can actually like, depending on where you're standing, you move your character, yeah. you actually see different views of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, Wait, guess... is the presenter in a, like a real life avatar? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, and it's, I mean, it's interesting to play with. Yeah. I just don't think it. I thought in terms of a presentation media, it was horrible. Yeah. It was, it was awful. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it was probably worse than just having a PowerPoint and having someone talk, talk to it in the corner, right? So, yeah. The experience of, you know, setting it up was probably really cool. Yeah. All oh, this looks visually amazing. But, like, from a user perspective, it was horrible. Yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. I didn't have to do it. Well, did you have a VR headset? You would have been no. more immersed. God damn it. I don't want to be immersed. <laughs> But that's the idea of it, right? Yeah. Like, just plug in, put on the headset. You're you're actually like attending. But I don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Who actually wants to do that for work? No, definitely for not. work. No, for like gaming. Sure, but if we're talking about metaverse and like playing, whatever, like real life Sims, yeah, or whatever, I I just. I guess it could be fun, but obviously, some people are finding out that it's, it hasn't been fun. Right, that one, like, that one lady that got groped <laughs> virtually. They don't even have hep, 
like a, was that he, uh, hepta sh- uh, suits or yeah. how how does she even know she got groped? I, I, I'm I'm not sure on the details. I'm not yeah. sure I want to know, but she knows she got groped. Yeah, when she could have easily just turned that thing right off, or not even turn it off. She could have just like pushed off yeah. her uh, her VR set. Yeah, the groping was too strong. What What did you honestly think would happen in the metaverse when you give the metaverse to a bunch of teenage boys? Yeah, or I mean, anyone could be anyone. anyone. Anyone with the desire to do it can do it. Right? It's gonna happen. Um, should it happen? Maybe. I don't know. This is my This is my point. She wasn't groping in real life. Yeah. Right? Well, how, who's she going to file the complaint to? On the IP address. <laughs> Just go after this IP. That is, like, freaking ridiculous. It's like, I guess, like, a person escapes real life to go mm-hmm. into metaverse and still have real life problems. I mean, you're... Ex- or bringing her real life problems in there. You're expected to be safe in real life. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, you need to be safe in your own home when you're in public, when you're at work. You should be safe all. You should be safe all the time. Does it happen? No. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, we have police and security to be able to protect that, and there's a justice system to deal with that. But, I mean, how much safety can we really guarantee people in life? Right. You're playing a game. You know, games have these surprise elements in it. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's not going to do exactly what you want, right? That's the the nature of a you know open map um, variable universe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, while there probably shouldn't should be some controls in place, and there probably will be, they probably will put some controls in place to prevent this kind of thing. Yeah, I just don't think you can be so upset about something like that, right? Dude, how many guardrails? does one need in society where you need guardrails in in a virtual world you know i think to a certain extent we're only hearing about this one case there's probably a few more right but i could see a point where people start to catch on and then the metaverse is non-stop groping like it's yeah. just groping start to finish well it's just <laughs> well it's just like playing like any first person shooter and like those big ass maps as if you get shot is this sexual harassment if they go and sit on your face? It might be. Like, you know, I did not this... consent to this teabagging. <laughs> yeah. Why are you teabagging my corpse? And then you respond. Yeah. It's like shit like that, right? But uh, that's like an extreme version of it where it's like someone who is, yeah, like someone who is so mentally fragile. That can be so offended by being groped yeah. in a fake world. You probably shouldn't play. It's not even playing. Like I don't think Metaverse is supposed to be playing. It's supposed to be like you just drop into different virtual worlds and you just socialize it. Isn't that playing? I think it's playing, right? It's not business, right? I don't know, man. People are spending lots of money on like freaking... <clears throat> Crypto and shit. I assume this is where you use crypto, which is a metaverse. If you want to be, you know, well-versed in crypto, you want to have someone talk to you about crypto, just join online dating. Maybe <laughs> crypto crypto people matching with you all the time. For real? Uh, so I've heard. No one has matched with me about crypto yet. I feel unwanted. <laughs> but, like, I never understood this whole crypto thing. I still don't understand this crypto thing. And this NFT thing, this non 
fungible token. I don't get it either. It's like where it's like a spin and digital thing or like a clip of something is that you own, you have an ownership of it. Yeah. And then smoked a lot of weed and then was watching YouTube entertainment, just, mm-hmm. so, you know, pump it into my veins. And it just, things just made sense to me at that moment where you buy an NFT, like a token, like these trading cards, like say Cal Lowry has like a play, like mm-hmm. his all time greatest play. He's selling it in the digital like metaverse version like you have a copyright mm-hmm. it's like buying a painting that's has only a hundred prints of it yeah uh, apparently you own you have your own metaverse host and in your house you can hang this nft token and it'll just it'll just keep playing this you know gif or gif yeah non-stop <laughs> but only you have it yeah and apparently it's worth something i feel like a lot of people are being scammed right now and <laughs> I might be wrong. I might be on the wrong side of history, right? But well, if you stay out of the metaverse, well, you might be on the right. Yes, I'll be have all my body parts not not groped. <laughs> Just want that groping in real life. But um, <laughs> art is not even the art market is not even that solid, right? Yeah. Like the real life painting market is not even that solid. And if we're looking at NFTs as some sort of speculative property, yeah, right. I just don't know if once you make that initial purchase, if that thing has any value after you've, you bought it. Right. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't see it. Like the world of physical art is not even that hot. How could this world of digital art be all that hot? Well, they have like these like digital art galleries in the metaverse now where people go there and they, they, they walk around and they look around you know, at digital, you know, prints and digital videos. Dude, I, I don't have to do no. Dude, am I gonna be like a dude trying to like spend a two dollar bill in the future, <laughs> like not knowing how to have currency anymore because I'm not in crypto, I'm not in NFTs, like I'm not gonna have anything to do with future society. I feel like I'm gonna be left out. I'm mean, homeless. No, you'll actually have a real home. No, I won't have the NFT home though, a virtual home. It's a bad thing. Look at my know. painting on the wall. It's not worth anything now. It's probably not worth anything to begin with. But well, like, well, if you deconstruct it. It's got a couple of pieces of wood and stuff. So yeah, that's true. Like the material costs, it's worth something. But I don't know. Like that's that's why I just don't I don't get it. Like why it's so hot. Maybe maybe we, this is. This is what I thought when I was in my teens. I'm like, I'm never going to get to a point where I don't understand technology. But I've reached that point much quicker than I thought. Like when that point, when when I was like in my teens, I'm looking at my parents. They're like, you know, 40s or 50s. Like, I get it. You know, that's like halfway point if you're lucky. Um, not understanding technology, especially the way that I accelerate at that point. You went from TV to internet and boom. Um, but now we're like, 35 like you're 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 turning 35 yeah and this shit's like almost going over your head I, I give up i used to spend time with technology and try to figure things out and i saw a problem i'm like i'm gonna solve this problem yeah and then like i go at it with such enthusiasm and figure it out and i'm so proud of myself now i just get frustrated right away and i don't read instructions and i just <laughs> try and figure out brute force and figure it out let me tell you a story about a relative of mine I'm not, I'm not sure this person listens to it, but I don't want, you know, 
to sully this person's name or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, this is something I heard from this person. Basically, he told me, I was, on my, I was on my computer. I got this message that popped up that said, you know, we've locked your computer. Yeah. In order to get it unlocked, you have to call this number. Yeah. And the number claimed to be Microsoft. Yeah. They were not Microsoft. <laughs> so, you know, call this number, deal with this, yeah. like, call center or whatever. They ask you, they, they deal with all of your banking information. They go look at your bank. They ask you to go get um, gift cards. But why? To, they ask you. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. So I've watched videos on this on YouTube. You know yeah. the YouTube rabbit hole, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About this guy who who tricks scammers into believing he's paying them. Yeah. And then he like, you know, does these fake gift card things and like makes them angry. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? he's not giving them real money, or he pretends to like claim the gift cards. Yeah. So they don't get the money, and they get really pissed off with him, and he records it. So basically what I'm saying is this person that I know basically gave this scammer a bunch of money in gift cards and they lost everything. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. Lost a bunch of money from their bank account and with no recourse. And like this person went to the bank mm-hmm. and then, you know, to in order to, I think, I'm not sure what it was, in order to, I think this person explained to the bank you know, here's what happened. And then like the bank, like called like two managers, like stop right now. You're not doing anything. Like we're, we're freezing your accounts. Yeah. Like, here's what you got to do. Yeah. Don't do anything. Like this person is not even that old. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this happens to old ladies. And I can admit to myself and I admitted to this person when I saw them, I'm like, yeah, I kind of, kind of lost respect for you when you told, <laughs> when you told me that. I'm just like, I, I, I thought, I thought it would be better. I thought I thought you would be better. Yeah. Like, you know, you're old you're a little older, right? Yeah. But you're not that old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like to fall for this. Yeah. You know, so I mean I don't I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I, I really hope that, you know, when I'm, you know, fifteen, twenty years older or whatever, yeah. I'm not I'm not in that situation, right, where I'm giving my money to India. Yeah. At what point, like, when you get locked of your computer, when you call that line and they go, like, they ask you for your bank bank account information, yeah. do you just stop and be like, hey, hold on? Well, apparently, you know, when they told me the story, they're like, this doesn't seem right. What are you doing? Like, this person was asking the guy, the person on the phone, like, yeah. hey, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. But, like, they're Microsoft. Yeah, right? you know or what? <laughs> Just because they sound Indian, there's <laughs> a call center in India, right? Um, like I, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, that, I, that. I would when I got that. If I got that message, I would message like my brother right, right away. I'm like, shit, they caught on. They yeah. caught on to my fake copy of Windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, like that kind of stuff happens all the time, and. As much as I can say, okay, yeah, uh, you know, that's an unfortunate incident. Kind of like my respect for that person. Like, eh, <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? That's like shit that you expect our parent, like our moms, to fall for. You know, my mom does not have any online banking. She good, right? She <laughs> only has one credit card, which is not connected to online at all. All right, it's fine. That's it's like my mother in law. I'm like, why doesn't she just do all her online banking? Yeah, it's well, like 
she still goes in the old school yeah. route, which is like brings in all her bill to like tell her. And yeah. then, I'm like, you're single handedly keeping the teller business. I'm surprised alive. my mom has not met, you know, your mother-in-law at in the, the law. Bed, <laughs> with a, a stack of bills. Right. But it just goes to show you, will, will that be us at one point? Right. Yeah. Just, no. Cause the scams are getting more and more sophisticated. It's, it's hard to decipher. Right. But uh, I don't know. I want to say like I'll still be like a pessimist, and I'll still like question everything. Obviously, unless like I have a bias towards, it and I just assume it's it's all right. Like I, I've I've been screwed out of the money before. Yeah. Like, and that was pretty stupid too. Uh, but that's due to being naive and being young, mm-hmm. uh, not being older, and you're supposed to be, you know. You're looking after your own life, yo. Yeah. We got, <laughs> At that point. And right now we got a lot more to lose, right? So. Yeah. And, you know, everything's getting more sophisticated. I just hope that we never get to that point. But it's it's coming. Like, the inability to decipher technology, oh, for sure it's coming. Yeah. That's. Well, like, even talking about, like, the metaverse at this point. I don't know. The, like, cell phones, all the tech that goes into it, the processor. I don't even understand any of that. Yeah, there's like maybe a window of four years of my life where I actually kept up with like, you know, IT. Yeah, like all the specs. After that, it's just, dude, I can't reformat my computer. Yeah, hell, I don't even know what I would do. Yeah, I probably just gotta buy Geek Squad, Geek <laughs> Geek Squad um, membership or whatever I'm, you have. I'm to pretty do. sure you can call someone, one of our friends. We'll figure out how to do it. People who actually currently build their own computer. Yeah, that's true. Like, like my brother will still be doing it. I've built my own. I only built myself one computer, but I know how to build a computer. Um, do I know any of the current specifications and the current standards? No, <laughs> definitely not. Do you know like the whole talk with all the GPUs? Mm, no, no. I could probably research which ones are the best ones and then buy it. That's it. And I probably know how to install it. Yeah, they all look the same to me. <laughs> yeah, in terms of appearance. But I don't know what the current standard is for a computer. Not that I really need to know, because I wouldn't go through the trouble. I just buy a computer. Yeah. At this point, I don't. I don't game on a computer. Do you think that's why like Apple does so well? Just because they just make a computer and just be like, here, here's a computer. It'll work. Pretty much, and you guarantee that that thing is going to work. Um, part of the problem with Apple is when something goes wrong, um, some things are not repairable. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to replace the entire machine. It's they not, changed that recently. It, it's actually. not as modular, but they changed that. Oh, actually, uh, I think there was a lawsuit and uh, Apple loss, and they have to start like selling parts. Yeah. Oh, um, a lot of people in the past would be like, say, if you have like a Apple laptop, mm-hmm. you spill water on it, but other components are good, but it's pretty much done, right? Like you're yeah. not like most repair shop will buy. Well, it will just buy your old laptop and yeah. then it'll just like take out all the parts, all the good components and source mm-hmm. it out and sell out the components because those are worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, then versus like you have to repair it. But now you can actually contact like say like you have water damage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Apple will have to sell you the parts for you to repair it. Yeah. I still think, I mean, that's a good step um, allowing you to repair I think still think some of them are kind of spiteful with the way they design the products. Yeah, like I've had to replace a screen on a Dell laptop. It's murder. Yeah, it's absolute murder because you basically have to take apart the entire laptop mm-hmm. to get to the thing to take the screen off. 
Yeah. Like, because the ribbon is like underneath everything. Yeah. So I take out the keyboard, take out the trackpad, take off the a bunch, take off the hard drive, take off the CD drive. When, yeah. When computers had CD drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take out everything just to get this one part and then like replace it and then put everything. Hope that you can put everything back and it won't be all loose and shit. <laughs> yeah. Now I've been even... there, been there, done that before. The they don't make, screw. They don't make it easy. Yeah. On purpose. See, that's the thing. Like, even with Apple, when they're, you know, you have companies that push and say, oh, they're all about sustainability. You know, guess what? You buy a new iPhone now. We're not going to give you a charger break because, uh, you know, we don't want to have, you know, too much waste, right? But at what point do you go like, yeah, you got to make this product so easy to repair that you can repair it. Yeah. Or, you know, give the ability to increase your RAM or whatever the speed so it doesn't die down. Maybe your graphic card might be out of date, but there's got to be a way to keep it, you know, functioning at some point. I think we're we're in for um, a bit of trouble here as we move forward into a more sustainable, environmentally friendly, you know, all those buzzwords, mm-hmm. future. You know, we're talking about computers, which is only a small aspect, electric cars, electric vehicles, mm-hmm. right? Battery degradation. Yeah. Right. Because inside that battery, it's just like individual cells. Yeah. Right. And, you know, as your lifespan of your vehicle goes on, you know, certain cells get weaker, they hold less charge or whatever. Yeah. You would think you'd be able to kind of just completely modular, modularize it. God, yeah. I have trouble getting that word out. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say that word yeah. again. Um, <laughs> but it's not necessarily the case that you're able to just, okay, pop in, you know, these cells are not charging, or I can test these. They're not quite charging as much. Okay, take this block out, put a new block in, yep. prolong the life of my vehicle a little bit longer, yep. right? If you have to pay for an entirely new battery, that's a huge charge, yep. a huge cost. That's a deterrent yeah. to some people to in order to preserve that vehicle. It's like You might think to yourself, okay, if I have to pay that much to get a new battery, why don't I just buy a new car yeah. in the first place? Yeah, right? so hold that thought there. So China has been like one of those countries that's pushing for electrification of their the automobile. Mm-hmm. Um, so government grants and whatnot. There is a company called Neo. Uh, I'm an investor. Yeah. So yeah, yeah like when you're yeah. saying about the whole battery degradation, yeah, you can buy into a program. Again, there's a lot of things involved, which is like, yeah, you can't. You know, a lot of people are living in condos similar to Toronto, mm-hmm. how you might buy a Tesla, but you can afford the Tesla because obviously you can afford a million dollar condo, mm-hmm. um, but you have nowhere to charge. So like the company itself allows you to have a subscription program where you go and like drive into different spots w- within the city where you can just pull in your vehicle and they'll do a fast change. Like you're just taking the battery that you have and then, you know, installing a new battery that's fully charged yeah. and then you just drive off and apparently the change is like less than 15 minutes wow um and you just drive off and i assume like that way it pre- preserves the battery because mm. it's being charged correctly versus like sometimes at home it's like similar to cell phone right you can't just charge it and leave a charge overnight yeah at 100 because it's just going to burn right through there's like a sweet spot yeah around where you charge it and you just hold the charge for yeah so like a lot of it, I would imagine, would be due to like user error because you have people that just want to have fast charge and you can't always fast charge all the time because that yeah. ruins the cells versus like if you have like slower charge, it's all right. If you're not in Toronto and Ontario, we're all right just because we have winter. It's mm-hmm. a much cooler environment year round versus then 
if you're in Arizona and you're basically walking around in 70 degrees weather all the time, mm-hmm. um, it kills a battery much faster. But I know what you're saying. Like, that's probably like the next, you know, industry that potentially has like, you know, if you're in it for a long investment, mm-hmm. the whole um, lithium recycling industry is big. Um, they take those car batteries and they would go and turn around and then use it for other products that don't need that type of charge but yeah. can still use it. Yeah. Um, but the main thing is more so my worry is as an EV driver is like Volkswagen. It's I, I drive a Volkswagen Golf. So that Golf has been discontinued. Mm-hmm. So I still have like an eight year, like maybe five more years on the battery warranty. Uh, but afterwards, it's like what happens? Like if I want to say you know, buy a new battery because mm-hmm. it's not holding the charge better. Is there going to be like an increased battery hole, uh, battery size, which yeah. would mean increased range, which is awesome. You know, like the battery placement itself is around 8000 to $10,000 depending on the car. Yeah. Which is all right because if you can drive that for like 10 years, it's pretty much whatever you're saving on gas, mm-hmm. you're, you're basically, you have to keep it around and then reinvest it back into your vehicle if you want. But again, not a lot of people would do it that way. No. Not a lot of people would be crazy about, you know, keeping that tech. No. For me personally, I, I would want to drive the car for as long as I can. Yep. Even if it means like driving it until like my kids are 18 or 16 that they can drive, whatever. They don't need it that far. You know, if it has a hundred kilometer range, it has a hundred kilometer range. That's why you keep them in check. You make sure they don't go on these long trips. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like we might think we're doing a good thing by you know not using like a internal combustion engine anymore yeah. just for co2 emissions but there's so much more on top of it that comes in there's there's so many considerations to make from an economics perspective as well i mean we, i think we mostly talked about economics um environmental aspect the disposal because most people are not going to do what you said they're just going to drive that thing directly into the ocean put, yeah. a brick, put a brick on it and let that thing go <laughs> don't worry right? the battery's a brick so that thing is go. gone but I think these auto manufacturers, so I worked with automotive clients for a better part of six years. The way they make money is through parts, right? They sell parts. Yeah. All these replaceable parts within a vehicle, uh, an internal combustion engine, oil filters, and all the other parts. They can't do that with an electric vehicle. They got to make their money somehow. They're not going to, those dealerships are not going to go away. Yeah. Right? The service. Well, unless they go with the Tesla model, right? Well, I mean, they're going to have to find a way to make, get their money. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, maybe the people who fix your car might be phased out or whatever, but these, they're still going to find a way to get their money somehow. See, I feel like automobile is like one of the biggest, like easiest examples of looking at like a corporate, like the flaws of a corporation of always wanting like, you know, infinite growth, mm-hmm. uh, like infinite revenue. Do you not think that they can create a, come up with a car that can last 25 years, 30 years easily. I think they could like, maybe you have to replace the door because of rust or whatever, Yeah. but everything else, you know, there must be a way to do it, but then it's not in their interest to kind of have something in that, in that model. Cause like where they're going to get that money. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree, but I take a look at other stuff that's being built these days and I'm thinking nothing is, everything is so complicated. Yeah. They cannot guarantee longevity of any product. Yeah. You know, I look in this, this kitchen, this piece of shit dishwasher and like <laughs> other, other, that shit can go to space. Fuck. I hate this thing. <laughs> but like they can't even guarantee that a home appliance will work 
yeah. for two years. Yeah. Right? We're going to say a vehicle that has all these variable conditions depends on how you drive it, where you drive it, yeah. you know, where you've driven, all that kind how of stuff. How you charge, what kind of oil you're giving it, like how yeah. much maintenance you're going, putting into it. I mean, I can only hope that there's an aftermarket for all of these things. And it's an aftermarket where the car will actually accept those parts. Yeah. Like everything is so smart. I can just imagine like you put that Kirkland signature <laughs> battery in there, right? And then the car rejects it. It's like not OEM and then it shuts down, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's almost like the charge port, right? Like yeah. every single, at one point, like Tesla has its own little mm-hmm. system, but apparently uh, Elon Musk has said like they're happy, you know, they're willing to open up their charge network, uh, which is a big point, uh, like pain point of having the EV, like not having a spot to, to charge mm-hmm. with like, if Tesla opens it up and they allow it, allow you to use like, say someone like me to use their charging network, mm-hmm. then that would make long trips easier. Uh, not having to worry about like if I hit 200 kilometers, where else can I charge? Right, I have to go make a detour to go, you know, 20 kilometers away from the highway just to charge my car. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Versus like if I know where my destination is, there's a t- there's a Tesla and there we have an adapter and we can use it. Then it makes it so much easier. I think like what does that, what does Elon have to lose? Like now if he opens it up, the whole network's already been built. It's like. They might as well open it up and collect money somewhere else. Now expand their revenue side. I mean, can he win man of the year again in 2022 by doing this? Maybe he could. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of like, <laughs> it's like, a, if, I don't know. There's a lot of like fanfare with like Elon Musk. I don't know what your take on him is. Like, I think him, people love that he's on Twitter and doing all that. But the whole fact of like, you know, he can just go and tweet like Dogecoin. And that shit will just skyrocket. Yeah. That's some crazy manipulation. He's manipulated Bitcoin as well. Talking about Tesla's going to accept Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And he spiked it. It's like, psych, never mind. And yeah. that shit went down. Yeah, right? yeah. Even with his own stock. You remember when he went on Joe Rogan, smoked that smoked that blunt. And then <laughs> yeah. like it tanked like 9%. That was the perfect time to buy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't particularly care for him. I'm kind of indifferent to him. I kind of just ignore Elon Musk. I feel like he's like this this guy. If you're using like the high school metaphor or example, he's like the nerd that all of a sudden became very popular. Yeah. Obviously, when you see a nerd, sometimes you see someone that's a geek. You know, and you're like, yeah, he's a geek, but you appreciate their greatness. Like yeah. that guy is part smart as fuck, but he's just geeky. It is just what it is. But this guy's having it all, man. Sometimes the geek kind of gets. Like, once they get the taste of that popularity, they can't handle it. So, they... It's a balance, man. I'm yeah. telling you. There's there's a reason why. <laughs> Shit happens. I've, I've, we've had guys like that. I think in university, we had a really geeky guy. Just got a, start, a taste of popularity. A taste, a taste of the cool kids liking him. Yeah. And then he went off the rails. Yeah. Right? Um, there's one situation where this guy, you know, he was, just, he was drinking inside the student lounge. Like, just drinking these little, like, airport bottles of, like, liquor. <laughs> like, that's not cool. Yeah. Like, I know you think you look cool. This is not what... People don't do this. People don't act like this. People don't go get drunk and go to class. Yeah, at, like, 1 p.m. <laughs> right? You know, there's other circumstance where he actually stood up. This is, like, the early days of, I think, YouTube or early days of internet videos. Yeah. 
we had this one teacher for this important class that was kind of, you know, not all people should be teachers. Not all people should be professors. We get it, right? And she yeah. wasn't very good or organized or whatever. He stood up in front of the class and, like, yelled at her, like, do you even know what you're doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I think he was egged on. Yeah. Right? And that man ruined his entire, like, academic career at that point. <laughs> wow. Right? I mean, a little bit of popular gets to your head, and I think, you know, same thing with Elon. Um, you know, obviously he's the richest man in the world, so you know, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. got a, a, a he's got a long way to fall. Um, but yeah, I, he's just become like a kind of a joke. Yeah, even though he's so, even like, though he's a man of the year, a man of the year. Like, I mean, give him props, Tesla. You know, built it from from nothing, which is like it's pretty hard against like all the big automobile. Yep. Uh, so props on that going to space. Oh, if it's like private money, when space was always about, you know, public money. There's people here that need help, Elon, <laughs> and Jeff Bezos, and Richard Branson. Yeah. And fuck those guys. How much money does one need? Like, they're, like, can you imagine watching them throw away that money going into space? And you really, need, like, your country really needs that money. Yeah. Or you're an employee of those companies. Like... The Amazon warehouse in Kentucky. Oh, the the strike. The, no, the during, during the tornadoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking warehouse collapsed. They told people you can't go home. Yeah, yeah. Like, go go stand in this fucking rickety ass warehouse. With, yeah. Like the steel roof or whatever. That thing fell down. A bunch <laughs> of people died. They told people like you can go home, but you know yeah. you might not have a job to come back to. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Right? Fuck, this guy's flying to space in a giant dick. Like you saw that rocket, right? Yeah. That rocket was shaped that. Rocket was so phallic. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. I don't know. It's like, this is what what happens at work for me, too. Where sometimes processes have to be cut. Or let's just say, like, shipping. They want to ship it a particular way. Because they want to ship the product to the customer as soon as possible. And I'm like, I would tell the, tell the supply chain and logistic team, like, which is, an, it, it's not their fault. It's really the decision of the sell side that wants to push this uh, forward, right? It's like, dude, we don't, people don't need the goods. You know, they can survive if they receive their products in five days versus three days. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we bending over our back and then possibly getting ourselves in bigger shit just to like, so they can get it two days earlier? Like, why the fuck do we need this instant, you know, delivery of products? Like, Amazon Prime. I had it for for like 30 days just because I got free trial. Yeah. But I used to love in Amazon where this is like early days, probably like more than more than five years ago where you can, you know, you pick all these items and you can basically say like ship when everything's all available. Like, yeah, you know, pack it for me then. But now that there's no option of that, right? They ship it to however they feel like it. Like yep. if. Their warehouse has like three out of the five items you have. You get the three items first and then the two other. If it has to be shipped individually, it gets shipped individually. Yeah. But I'm like, why do I need this? Like, why do I need it like this? <laughs> like, yeah, I agree with you. And more companies are doing that, right? Like even Costco, I ordered a bunch of stuff. Yeah. That stuff came all individually, three separate packages. Yeah. Three separate, three separate deliveries. It's like... I guess it's cheaper for them because they, mu they must have worked it out because they're not going to do it if they're, they're at a loss. Of course. But I wonder how many people, like delivery drivers having to pee in like bottles, right? Mm -hmm. 
that's unfair because you can only pee in a bottle. You're you're a guy. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but I'm thinking there, about the shape of the bottle. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but there are devices that I think you can buy or like apparatus that you can buy on Amazon. Yeah, they need to be Amazon <laughs> Basics. Yeah, so a lady can also mm-hmm. pee in a bottle. Uh, I've heard about this from from my softball team. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's like shit like that. Like why will just close it down doesn't matter <laughs> mm. like i guess that's at the end of the day jeff bezos doesn't have that call like it's obviously not his call to like keep that you know warehouse floor running but it's clearly like his aura and his kind of personality must have trickled down like of course his boss's boss's bosses says there's no excuse for mm-hmm. why that place is like closed right the tornado tornado they're not in the eye of the tornado yet they can keep working yeah so <laughs> Um, yeah, fuck those people. I mean, how much money money do you need? And I honestly do think like right now at this point, this free market thing is just like a different form of slavery that we've bought into, Mm -hmm. uh, with the illusion that maybe, you know, we can become a Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk one day or make it big. And we're totally all, all down for it. I was just thinking to myself the other day. I've kind of become a cliche. I've become like an image of what I did not want to be. What's that image? I've kind of lost who I am, right? And what I stand for when it comes to things like thinking about lottery tickets. Yeah. Because I see my parents buying these lottery tickets. I'm like, you fools. What are you doing buying yeah. this lottery? And, you know, I, I kind of see them working these soul-crushing job all the time. My mom working as a nurse, my dad working for the government. I'm just like, now I understand them. I understand them completely. I want to win the lotto, Max. I want that money. <laughs> you want that 55 mil? <laughs> I still haven't gone out and bought, I buy like, you know. Three Can't t- you buy it online now? I buy like three tickets a year or less. Like I buy when when, when uh, Justin did the pool, yeah, lotto yeah. pool, I joined in. Yeah. We had a good ride. We had a good like three-week <laughs> ride. Right, and I bought. That's only because we didn't want to lose out on and see our friends like with millions, and we're just fucking. That's fucking true. That's fucking true. Can you imagine? Can you imagine be the one person who didn't play, and then you're like the poor person now? Would you? Let's say like one of our friends. We we did this group buy, and one of our friends decided not to buy, chip in, and buy it, buy in on it. Would you be like, you know what? Let's just split that money. Like if it's like a hundred, like a hundred twenty dollar, like a hundred twenty million dollar. Yeah. Yo, that's a tough question. That's a really tough question because, like, you know how we are, right? Yeah. You know, you know how you know. If we're talking about the guys group that we did the lotto pool with, you know how we are. Yeah. Right. We're all about teaching lessons. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we're all about teaching lessons. So you know, if if you're saying, I, I leave that person out in the cold, <laughs> or I let them sweat it out a bit. I let them sweat it out a bit, and then we toss them a bone later. We see what they're going to do first. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, yeah, true. Maybe, maybe you don't toss them like a fair cut. It'd just be like everyone's just like, you know what? Let's just buy this guy a house. Yeah. And then everyone's, it's, it's just a mill, guys. <laughs> it's like we have $120 million. Yeah. We'll buy this guy a house. Yeah. At least he'll be free of mortgage, free of debt. And at least he can work a job while we, we spend our money somewhere else. JC, are you listening? <laughs> no, he ran but the pool. But JC ran, ran in the pool. He ran so. the pool. Yeah. 
So that's just, yeah, that's that's the only reason why I bought in on that too. I'm like, fuck, what if you guys win? I can't. <laughs> that's true. That is true. It's like that's... this twenty dollars just to join in, just in case, just in case, because you don't want to be the guy like, you know, ah, we're going to Aruba for the weekend. It's like, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here working. Yeah, <laughs> working my two jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I'd, I'd probably just let the person sweat it out a bit. You know, see how they react. See how they see how true of a friend they really are at that point. Do you ever wonder if it would be more of a pain? Because you hear about all this, like, you know, winning the lottery is actually more more of a pain of the, you know. Winners are typically left in a worse position. Are you kidding me? I was in, like, mentally. <laughs> like, I would, if, I, if I never had to do this job again that I'm doing right now, I'd be so happy. Yo, imagine how many people might be coming knocking on your door. A lot of people coming out of the woodworks. Yeah. But uh, you, you have the fortitude to say no. Yeah. But not a lot of people have that ability to say no. It's true. So imagine all those people that are happy to go, you know, I'm just thinking like Evander Kane, right? Just yeah. buying houses for everyone, like anyone to ask. It, it, it's tough. Like I, I wouldn't mind. I'll be like, okay, well, like family wise. Yeah. Obviously like, bam, you guys are taken care of. Does money cause you that kind of guilt though? Cause like, if I think about it, I don't. I'm not proud of it, but you know, my extended family. I don't really, I don't really talk to them yeah. a lot, right? What's an extended well, family to you? Like, like my mom's, uh, my cousin, like some of my cousins, cousins some yeah. of my cousins, or like some of my aunts that live like outside Canada, for yeah. example. Like, yeah, talk to you whenever I see you, which last few years I haven't seen them at all. So yeah. Well, whenever no. I see each other, it's probably like bad news more than, more than yeah. good news, right? Or like, so. why haven't you called me? And like, I'm an adult. Why haven't you called me? You, you can pick up a phone as well. Exactly. It's a <laughs> yeah. two-way street. When I was a kid, it's like, you know, why, why didn't you call? That's how, I, that's how you know what, tangent here. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like, you know, Christmas season always brings us kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, it's like you, you see uh, extended family, like aunts or whatever that you never see hmm. and then they go up to your kid and they're like do you remember me i'm like hell i barely remember <laughs> you <laughs> like, it's true how do you expect a kid to show the same like the affection that you expect that you warrant yeah just because by blood we're related yeah no it's, it's very it's very true i got that as a kid yeah Some, like my dad had nine siblings mm-hmm. sometimes I, I as a kid i confused them like yeah because I don't know. I only see. I, I sometimes I haven't seen you in like four years, and I'm like five. <laughs> like, so that's like eighty percent of your of yeah, your life, pretty much. I don't I don't remember who you are, and I don't remember who your kids are. Yeah, like I don't remember who your kids' spouses are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets crazy after a while, right? But like, if I'm talking in terms of that, in terms of like, if they come out of the woodworks and say, "Hey, yeah. what's up?" I'm I'm closing that door. Yeah, you're closing that gate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having my butler press that button to close that door on them. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think about that. But then, again, I don't buy lottery tickets on my own accord. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking about winning the lottery. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm, never, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. Right? But I'm thinking, man, it would be fucking sweet to just win that. You, I would be you, set. I would be set. Would you still work? I guess I would probably. No. No. I would work for myself and I would be free in the mindset where I don't need to work this job in order to pay for what I need to pay for all, oh, yeah. all this debt. 
Yeah. Right. I can pay off that debt or pay off a chunk of it. I think I still have to, you still have to keep like some of it. Right. But pay off those lump sums and then get rid of it as soon as I can. And then you're free to like start your own business or whatever, which I would probably like to do with, with the mindset is if you fail, yeah, you're still like a multimillionaire. You're good. You try another idea. <laughs> yeah. Assuming you don't throw more money into it. Yeah. As, as you're going. But if you were to have to start a better business, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you probably thought of this because mm-hmm. like in your current state of saying how you hate your job. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure you probably thought about I have. What, what, what you would do because I've spoken to Sarah multiple times. Yeah. And I always still go with like if I was to get fired right now, I don't know if I want to do this job again or whatever. Yeah. Or like say in like 10 years time, I don't want to relearn something. Yeah. I think I would just, you know, in the space that I worked in, that I currently work in, I have a feeling my time doing this kind of work might be coming to an end. Um, But I think in terms of like consultancy, I could probably do some sort of like data modeling, data science, uh, um, business intelligence, data visualization, but actually do the hard skills and do it myself. Yeah, yeah. Like become a programmer or become like that level analyst where now I'm just kind of creating the strategy and the plan and the requirements around it yeah. and someone else does it. I want to go full circle. So when I was talking to Steve about, you know, what he's doing, yeah. I'm like, okay, I want to learn this so that, you know, maybe one day we work together. Yeah. Right. And we figure out and, and cause if, when you're running a lean operation, I can't have like a developer on my payroll and yeah. say, you do this work. No, I got to do it myself. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to do. And that's the training that I'm going to start very soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Like, if I make the time for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say if I have the time for it, I need to make the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to think, like, what, what there is to do. Yeah, and whether that thing even has any value, or whether you would even be good at it. Yeah. Right? Or whether you'd even like it. Like, I could start out doing that and be like, I fucking hate this. But is that the same shit? Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm thinking, like, yeah, I can obviously become you know like a consultant or work for your own firm kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but i'm still doing the work that i don't want to do is it the work that you don't want to do or the people that you work for that you don't want to work for i guess i uh, there's obviously a price where i'm all right Mm -hmm. with doing my work yeah (laughs) like if you're paying me three times or whatever i'm doing yeah now i'm like all right sure dude we're a slave to that money right like i'm looking at some of these like i started a job search recently and i'm looking and i'm seeing some of these descriptions i'm like yeah that sounds pretty cool and then I look at the pay range and I'm like, fuck, they're not paying for this. Yeah. Right? I'm making more yeah. doing something I don't like to do. Like, I can't go down again in yeah. salary, right? I can't do that, right? I think the, the money kind of acts as a prison, right? Locking you into a, like, a miserable life right? or a miserable 40 hours a week at least. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I hear you. Like, it's just like, it's that lifestyle suck, right? Or like the lifestyle inflation, you're just right going up with it as you go. That's why like I never catch myself buying like a really nice car. Yeah, you know, there's obviously to a limit. Yeah, like, a car is a car to me. I get it. Like it can be like a freaking nice performance car. I can appreciate it in that aspect, but monetarily speaking, it means nothing to me, especially with gas prices these I, days. I've so. never been a car guy. Like I've never had a dream car. I look at a car, I'm like, yeah, I could see the model or the badge, whatever, the make of the car. I figure out what it is. But I don't know anything about the model numbers. But 
I can appreciate having a luxury vehicle. It's a status, not so much as a status symbol, as in it's enjoyable. And at one point in my life, I do want something nicer to drive. I'm driving my first car still after how many years? Like 12 years? 12 years, same car, right? Dude, you could hear every single outside noise from the outside in the (laughs) car, right? Tires sound like you're driving a tank down the street. Yeah. (laughs) Everything inside is plastic. I would like something better at some point. I know that, you know, from an economic perspective, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I know I'm driving this car into the ground. I know I want my next car to be electric, right? But, you know, you want some nicer things for yourself, right? Yeah. To enjoy your life a bit more. How long will that enjoyment last? I don't know. Yeah, everything's, like, so quick. Like, I find myself buying stuff, and I'm just like, fuck. I know in, like, six months' time, I'm probably never going to use this thing again. It's just like a turnaround where it's like it's just selling it back out and then it's just shit out in the university at that point. Yeah. And I don't know. It's hard to break away from. I think it's almost half the battle is almost like being aware and knowing what you're, what's happening and what you're doing. So I don't know like if other, other people would feel kind of guilty whenever they do shopping in that sense like where to buy the stuff. I would be kind of like thinking it over and that's part of the whole process of like having it in the car and I'm like do I need this and fuck I don't know if I really need this and just mull it over for so so long that eventually I just like ah fuck I don't need it I think about that but not all the time but imagine like I already buy a lot of shit and that already goes through my process like Mm -hmm. imagine if I had like no like like checkpoints where I'm just like fucking buying everything to the max that's true that's true if you had no monetary restrictions yeah the amount of shit in the house would be insane. I would need a bigger house to begin with. For sure. Like, I always tell people, don't don't buy me anything. Like, for Christmas, I'm kind of souring on this whole Christmas thing. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I always re- reflect. I'm looking at your Christmas tree right now. There's like, nothing underneath it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I kind of say, okay. I really don't want anything from anyone. Because, yeah. A, people don't really know what to get me. Yeah. Some people kind of guess i don't really drop intentional hints sometimes people nail it yeah like my friend tony got me the two two espresso cups and saucers yeah i'm like man you fucking nailed it i didn't intentionally tell him i'm just like yeah i'm gonna go out and buy some more and yeah. then he bought me like two i'm like oh man you're so thoughtful i love yeah, you yeah. but like <laughs> i don't really want anything from anyone right and yeah. i kind of impose that feeling on other people too so mm-hmm. like even for you, like, I didn't get you anything. I got you something for your kid. Yeah. Like, don't get me anything. It's cool. Right. But sometimes it's like, you know, I, we saw our friend that we haven't seen in a long time uh, a few weeks ago. And we were just going to get stuff for the kids. And yeah. my my other friend, also Tony, very thoughtful man, you know, he said, you know, we should get something for, you know, our friends. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, they've been stressed. They have two kids. It's a pandemic. Let's get them something as well. Yeah. Just and, get them some reefer. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe not maybe not these two but you know other people sure i mean for you it would be a good 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 gift <laughs> but I, I usually didn't think that way because i'm like am i getting them more stuff to like put in their house yeah. we got them some relaxation stuff so they can like you know chill out some like bubble bath and yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. that kind of shit yeah that's what i did like um for like my my family's like white elephant uh, elephant mm-hmm. uh gift exchange why is the elephant white i don't Anyways. know i don't i don't even know why it's white elephant Elef- but, elephant so white hashtag elephant so white <laughs> uh, but yeah i was just like shit i can buy buy stuff like physical beings i'm like fuck it let's just make my own 
gift basket shit mm-hmm. that I like that I'm going to impose on other people. Yeah. But at least they'll get a taste of what I, what my palate is all about. Yeah. It's not like edible arrangements. I did buy two packs of edible for, for <laughs> so I opened that door. It is an edible arrangement. Yes. <laughs> the good kind. The good kind. Not yeah. no fruit cut shit. Where <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, just take, you know, in fact, I'm like, I wasn't sure. Obviously, like my cousins are all 18 plus, right? So they can yeah. buy their own shit or whatever. But I wasn't sure who consumed. I had an idea who yeah. consumed, you know. At least it was a gift where they looked and they're like, oh, it's so exciting. I got like edibles. Again, they kind of threw it back in my face, backhanded compliments. Like, yeah, it's a little weak though. I'm like, yeah, I like like the dosage. I'm yeah. like, I totally get it. I didn't have enough time to buy it off of my gray market person. Yes. But <laughs> this is this is better money spent because I know you're going to consume the shit. Mm-hmm. And the second you consume it, it's going to be gone. Like the, you know, like the, the cheese, you know, the pop and all that stuff. Once you eat it, it's gone. Yeah. You, it doesn't have to sit there. You shit it out and yeah. you flush it away. That gift set goes together 100%. You pop the edible, you wait an hour. Yeah. And all of a sudden you got the rest of that gift basket sitting there waiting for you. Yeah, you're good to go. So it's a thoughtful gift. That's why I'm like getting pushed towards. I'm going to be like, hey guys, let's just do this gift thing where it's like, you know, buy some of your food and your snacks, that your yeah. go-to snacks, and then we'll just do an exchange like, I oh, I got like, your basket. I like that idea. I think I'm going to adopt that. Not for my family, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, or, or something like that, right? Like, personally, I always say like, hey, fuck it. Let's just spend the money on the food. Mm-hmm. You know, just eat a little bit better or buy buy a nicer roast or nicer cut of meat. Yeah. You know, just everyone enjoys it and I don't have to deal with like, you know, a mess. Not not a mess, but like I don't have to deal with having something sit on my, you know, in my basement. Yeah. Because I already have a lot of shit that I buy that sits in the basement. It's like true. Olympic rings. Why the fuck do I need them? I yeah. don't know. It's been six years. I haven't used them, so I should yep. probably sell that shit. I buy a lot of things I don't need too, but hoping to get rid of them at some point. Yeah. What can you do? <laughs> well, I think this podcast went all over the place. It did, but that's usually how it goes, and I like it that way. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, at the end, you know, it kind of bounced off. I know we started off with just the metaverse. Do you remember when we used to write notes for this thing? That didn't last too long. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to do work. <laughs> there, There's enough shit that goes on. I think what we'd want to know is, like, does, it, does this podcast actually work out better without, like, the scripted notes? Not scripted notes, but without the, the preparation. You know... In a sense, it's probably better because we're never going to do the amount of like research on a topic that we should become talking above, you know, surface level. It's yeah. more like it's not an opinion. It's just more of our emotion towards that topic. Like, how does it make you feel? Yeah. What's your, let me tell me. Let me tell you how I feel about this thing. What's your ignorant, uneducated opinion on this? Well, I don't mind if I do. And then you lean into it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's entertaining for us. Hopefully, it's entertaining for everyone else. Yeah. Hopefully, next time we speak, it'll be better times. I know this has been on for like... Can, can, can we hope that it's not via computer? Yeah, I time? think it's it's for sure. It's, I don't think it's shutting down. There's yeah. no way. I don't think so. That's a good topic for another day. Yeah. All right. Peace. All right.